what's up you guys welcome to catch these vibes my name is charmonique thank you so much for tuning and if you are new here i appreciate you thank you so much for giving this podcast a chance and spending your precious time listening to me like it means the world and if you've been you know a loyal listener i appreciate you too i really really do but yeah so just for those who are new here maybe this is your first episode this is a 90 series i'm currently doing a 90 series this is actually the second season of me doing this 90 series and i'm just talking about some of the most memorable some of my favorites some of y'all favorite 90s movies because i feel like nostalgia is it just brings this beautiful feeling that can't really explain that you just love to feel when you go down memory lane when you talk about movies that you watched when you were, were a kid movies that maybe you were introduced to by your parents or just someone special in your life I just feel like it just brings this really comforting good feeling when you you know talk about movies that make you feel good and just bring back memories so that's why I decided to do this series I also have other seasons like my first second and third season they were a little bit different so if you want to like get to know me as a person and as a host you can definitely check those seasons out so that you can hear me talk about other things and I also have a few episodes that are titled as told by Neek in those episodes I do get a little bit more personal and talk about certain things but right now you are listening to the 90s series so this episode we're going to be getting into the movie Harriet the Spy now I like to talk about these types of movies because Harriet the Spy was some a movie that I really enjoyed growing up as a little girl because it's about this girl who is just very ambitious and knows what she wants to do very early on in her life and she has all these little cool little gadgets and she spies on people and I just always wanted to you know just be as adventurous as she was so I would kind of like live vicariously through her and you know when I watch this movie it's like this movie a movie movies like Matilda you know those types of movies I just really really enjoyed watching and so that's why I wanted to add this on the list I'm pretty sure it had that effect on other people as well so we're going to be getting into Harriet the Spy this also came out in 1996 I didn't do this on purpose but I feel like for the last few movies they've all came out in 1996 well actually just yeah so a thin line between love and hate and jerry Maguire. they all both of those came out in 1996 so i need to get out of 96 i don't know i didn't even notice that but yeah so we're gonna get into this movie and talk about it this episode is probably not going to be an hour long because i might 
run out of things to talk about because it's just kind of like you know simple is sweet this movie is not really the type of movie where it's like so many different things to talk about it's just pretty simple and straight to the point and cute and yeah so but we're gonna do what it do so yeah let's do that released on july 10th 1996 so this movie is actually available on max so if you have hbo max what is now just max you can go ahead and stream it on that app the movie stars michelle trachtenberg rosie o'donnell gregory smith vanessa chester j smith cameron robert joy we even got eartha kitt up in this movie and charlotte sullivan so those are pretty much the main characters so michelle she is harriet rosie o'donnell plays old golly which is harriet's nanny gregory smith he's sport which is one of harriet's best friends and then we have janie who's played by vanessa chester all right this movie was directed by bronwyn hughes so she is a director producer and a writer she also worked on breaking bad and better call saul and a show called away resident evil magnum pi walking dead so she has um, some directing and writing credits for some of those shows some of those shows that you guys may have liked so yeah she's definitely 
done some things that people are a fan of. So this movie is actually based off of a novel written by Louise Fitzhugh. And so the screenplay was written by Douglas Petrie, Teresa Rebeck, Julie Taylor did the adaptation, and Greg Taylor. So shout out to them. Shout out to all, all the writers that make all these movies possible. And I really do hope that we can get some type of resolution for the writers. You know, that strike is going on right now. And I, I just... I do want to take the time to say that I really do feel like I do hope and I do pray that again we can reach some type of resolution so that these writers can get paid because they really do deserve to get paid they do deserve to get residuals like for these shows that are on streaming platforms the actors the writers everyone should get paid what they deserve to get paid they put in a lot of work a lot of time a lot of sacrifice and and there's just so much good shows and movies out there and the people that are actually writing and putting these stories together they should be getting paid what they deserve to get paid so i just i did want to say that since i am someone who has a podcast and i talk about about movies a lot and the writers make it possible so i did want to take the time to say that all right so this movie is it actually was one of Nickelodeon's first feature films. It has an or had an estimated budget of about twelve million dollars. It looks like opening weekend it made less than that, but it did go on to gross worldwide about twenty six million. So this was this was a cute movie. Honestly, I really enjoyed it as a kid, and I watched it again, and it's. I think it definitely teaches some lessons about, you know, trying to fit in at school and and just the different dy- dynamics in school. You have like the people, certain people that you hang out with and then you have like the cool people and then you have the people that follow the cool people around, you know. And what I like about Harriet is that she just, she wasn't a follower. She was her own person. She was very independent and she just did her own thing. And from a very young age, she knew what she wanted to do. She wanted to be a writer. She was very confident about that. And also she had her nanny play by Rosie O'Donnell. Her name is Gully, Gully. And she was very much encouraging to of her and letting her know that, you know, she was, she is, and she was going to be a very famous writer. So that's what I do love about it because, you know, being able just to see these depictions of very determined little girls is very important growing up to be able to see that and just have that example of a girl just going after what she wants to do and, and being who she really wants to be. So this movie is about Harriet. She is a 11-year-old, I believe, in sixth grade. So she's just starting the sixth grade. And she has two best friends, Sport and Janie. And 
Janie, she's a, a little black girl, so shout out to her with her her beautiful curly natural hair. She's a scientist actually, which I thought also was cool to see a black girl who was into science and basically was like this mad scientist and doing all these different experiments. Like that was different. Like that's not something you you see all the time, especially back in the 90s. So yeah, she has her two friends and she wants to be a writer. So she writes all the time in this composition book and it has private written in the front of it so it's like you know don't nobody read this and she just pretty much read writes all of her thoughts in the book so the movie starts out with her going to school starting sixth grade there is a very snobby rich girl named mary ann and they don't get along because, I mean, who really likes the snobby rich girl? The only person that really does is the people who are kissing her ass or who want to be like her. You know, like I said, Harriet, she wasn't one of those people. So they didn't like her, Marianne, at all. And they didn't really get along. So they the movie starts out with the class voting for who should be the class president. So the class president has different duties, but the main duty that Harriet really cared about was being the the class, the sixth grade paper editor. And so the class ends up voting for Mary Ann. So this is something that she really wants to be able to do. But this Mary Ann girl, she's the one, she's so popular that she's, been able to get the most votes for three years in a row so one of my favorite things about Harriet is her little gadgets so she has these little gadgets that she uses when she goes on her little spy hunts and pretty much what she does is she spies on people in the neighborhood she just spies on people and she writes things down about them and what they got going on in their life. She takes notes of it, what's happening in her community. And she's just really being nosy. That's really what it is. But she just does that. And I just always thought it was so cool like to just be so fearless and so adventurous in that way. Uh, that was just something that I always like wanted to do every time when I watched this movie so she was just somebody who wanted to remember everything and know everything and that's why she would just write 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 so one night and I forgot that this happened so early on in the movie I don't I mean because I've seen this movie plenty of times, but I just, I think like about 25 to 30 minutes in, there's a situation that happens with the nanny. So Golly is played by Rosie O'Donnell. And so she's, Harriet is very close to Golly because they spend a lot of time together. Golly lives at the house with them. She's the nanny and her parents, they are pretty busy um so they are at work a lot and and I work enough to require a nanny okay so 
Gully and Harriet, they have this very tight-knit relationship. And I feel like the mom was kind of envious of it because she wasn't as close to Harriet and didn't have that bond as much as Gully and Harriet did. Like, they didn't really, her mom and her really didn't have that bond or we really didn't see it in the movie. And I think that they did that purposely to show that because Gully eventually leaves. And I think it was kind of, it was kind of messed up the way that she ended up leaving. So what had happened was the parents, they went on, I don't know if they went on a date or they just had a night out. And so Gully, she had to have a life too, you know? So she had her little boo come through and they sat and ate some soup and Gully was cooking some, I think, bratwurst on the stove and it ended up burning up. And so her boyfriend suggested that they go out for dinner and a movie. Now, this was, you know, in the 90s, so they didn't really have cell phones yet, I guess. And she didn't leave the parents a note or anything, which I feel like she should have at least did that. But so they go and have a good time. They Harriet had fun. She was a little apprehensive about Gully's boyfriend, but the more time they spent together... She was like, you know, he's cool. He's 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 pretty cool to be around. So she has fun. Like, she's not worried about her parents. She's just enjoying the time, movie, dinner, and then going home. So once they go home, the parents are already there. And so the mom comes outside, and she's just very much overreacting. But at the same time, I get it. You come home and expect your child to be there, and they're not there. And, you know, there's no indication of, you know, it wasn't communicated to you that that it, that they were going to be going anywhere. So I, I understand the panic. But she came outside, you know, real turned up on Gully and was like, you're fired. And Gully, I feel like Gully, because at this point, she has been the nanny for Harriet since she was a baby. So I feel like this was definitely a way out for her just because maybe she just, she knew that it was time for her to do something different. Maybe she wanted to put herself first and, you know, not be babysitting and looking after no somebody else's kid anymore. Even though she really did love and care for Harriet, I feel like she just needed to do that for herself. So that was really her way out. Even though, even though Harriet's mom didn't really mean it, it was just kind of like a, a outburst because she tried to take it back and say, you know, apologize for it and say, you know, I didn't mean it. You please stay. Like they pretty much begged her to stay. But Gully was like, you know, this is probably what's what's best for both of us. And also for Harriet, she doesn't really need me anymore. You know, she's it's time for her to, you know, be more independent. So that's how Gully, the nanny, ended up leaving. And it kind of happened at a, a funny time for Harriet because as soon as Gully left, that's when things started to go downhill for her, her, her friends and her school life. So what happens is they, it's after school, and all the kids are going to the park to play. But usually 
Harriet, she goes and does her spy thing. So this day, for whatever reason, she was like, you know what? Let me actually be a kid and go play. So she goes to the park and she starts playing with the other kids. And so they, they're playing tag and they're just like being careless and letting loose and throwing their stuff all over the place. So her notebook is all just laying on the floor and Miss Snobby, Mary Ann, comes across it and picks it up. So once Harriet and her friends are done playing, she's like, you know, looking for her notebook. And she starts panicking because she's just like, no, there's I like I cannot have this not, you know, be in my possession. Like I can't have anybody reading this. And and that's exactly what Marianne was doing. So Marianne, she read every little thing that she said about everybody in the classroom to them. And the thing that really messed things up for Harriet was the fact that she also said some nasty mean things about her friends her best friends the people that she was with every single day and she pretty much called her friend Janie like a nutcase and then she she was talking about her friend Spore and saying oh he's so poor I had to give him a dollar because Sport, his dad was a a starving artist and so he didn't really have a job and he was in between his his writing um assignments so he didn't have really have any any money so they was broke and so one day she had one went into the because she was doing some spying and she saw sport walk into the store and she saw that he didn't have enough money to pay for his what he was trying to get at the grocery store so she helped him out by giving him a dollar and she pretty much wrote about that in her book like yeah he's so broke I had to give him a dollar one day you know just just talking and so Marianne she read that out to everybody because she Harriet had something to say about everybody like she was talking shit (laughs) you know the shit that you would talk when you feel like ain't nobody gonna know ain't nobody gonna see this this is just me you know what I'm saying and so obviously that hurt her friend's feelings because it's like damn you just talking shit about us too like I I don't think they were expecting for her to say those types of things about them and so that like really fucked up their friendship obviously and so from there it was like the whole class and everybody against her. And so at first she, and this is the part that I don't relate to because when Marianne was reading her book, I would have snatched my book away from her. Like she just let her read it. And then Marianne gonna tell her to go sit across the park until we figure out what to do with you. And that's exactly what she did. It was just like, Harriet, if you don't get your ass up, like, why are you just letting this this girl boss you around? You better snatch your book and then go about your business. But this is before she, like, really got that backbone and decided to stick up for herself. So after they, you know, the whole class was picking on her and making her feel like, like a loner, that's when she took matters into her own hands. 
And so she, she, each person in the class, she did something too. There's this one part where she cussed this, this black girl's hair, which I would, we would have had to fight because you're not about to cut my hair. And then I'm about to just go tell my parents like, nah, we, we got to fight. We're going to have to fight Harriet because, uh-uh, that's a big no-no. We, we don't cut hair. Like that's, that's. No, you can't just cut nobody's hair. Like, and and the girl's hair wasn't, I mean, it probably wasn't her real hair, but it could have been her real hair. It could have very much been her real hair. But yeah, we definitely would have had to fight that day. Me and Harriet would have had to, we would have had to fight. But yeah, so she just gets her leg back to all, all the kids. And then she ends up having to go to therapy because her parents she starts you know acting out and her parents feel like they don't know what else to do with her she's they don't got they don't got control over her she's like talking back to them not really disrespectful but but just like you know they just don't have a hand or a hold over this parenting thing because they used to be so dependent on Gully, the nanny, doing everything, giving her a bath and putting, tucking her in and just, you know, Gully was really that like parent to her. And so without her being around, it just was different. Like the vibe was just way off and Harriet just started acting out. So they decided to, and then plus on top of that, they took her notebook away from her, which was the only thing that like kept her saying like that is what she really turned to like that's what she was so dependent on like imagine the only way you can really feel like yourself is by writing your thoughts out and then for your parents to take that away from you and you can't have any type of notebook you can't have any type of notebook at school like that was definitely a major adjustment for her so she ends up going to therapy at first she's you know a little hesitant about it she just sits there and doesn't really say anything but as time went on and she got more comfortable she started you know opening up and talking to the therapist and you know that's when things got better for her so she was she ends up speaking out in class because she just found her found her voice again and she wasn't, she got over that whole, uh, that bitterness of, you know, wanting to take her anger out on everybody. And, you know, she just was like, what if we vote for a different person to be president? Oh, and another thing that helps is because all the kids, they were getting tired of Mary Ann, like, they were getting tired of her and her being so bossy and her acting like, you know, it's her world and they was just living in it. So they was tired of her. And at this point, they just was like, you know, trying to hear Harriet out because they like, they missed their friend. So everybody pretty much was over Marianne. And so when Harriet had spoke up and was just like, you know, I really want to be you know, the editor of this, our sixth grade paper. And I feel like it would be nice if we could vote 
for somebody else to do it since Marianne is the only person that's been able to do it for the past three years. And so the teacher is like, okay, well, who do you think should be the person? And she was just like, me. And so the class voted and everybody voted for her. And that's when she was able to finally write the school paper, which is what she's always wanted to do when it meant so much to her. So that the movie pretty much ends with them. They also have like this little recital where they're all dressed up as vegetables and and uh there's like a, a, a stank bomb. I, is it a stank bomb? I think that's what it's called, something like that. Janie science scientist self had put a a stank bomb in the filters and and they thought it was hilarious and pretty much that's the way the movie ends. And that's the story. Just a little cute story about a girl finding herself, finding her voice, sticking up for herself and, you know, figuring things out without her nanny who was just so influential to her and who she was as a person. That She was her person that was always encouraging her and telling her what to do, answering her questions. And she also had to reconnect with her parents because she grew up with that nanny being there and her parents also had to learn how to connect with her and be parents to her which I'm pretty sure is a situation that a lot of people could probably relate to because there are people who are able to afford you know nannies and need and are very dependent on having nannies there because they don't really have the privilege or can really afford to not work so much and so that means that they have to have someone else there to help them take care of their kids so it's about parents reconnecting with their child and their child figuring out what it is that um she really needs to be doing you know because it's like you're right you want to be a writer but do you really have to be writing and talking shit about everybody? Like, because she was just, you know, writing her thoughts down, which is fine. Like, that's what what journaling is about. It's about writing your thoughts down and just expressing yourself and how you're feeling. But it's just like, you. there's also a way to do it, you know? Because you have to figure out as a writer what are people going to want to read, you know, like, if I don't think people, I mean, obviously, people like to read drama and stuff like that. But at her age, she just needed to find her voice and find her voice in a way that wasn't going to hurt the people that she cared about, basically. So yeah, and that's Harriet the Spy. Okay, I told y'all it was going to be a short and sweet episode. Please, if you have kids, introduce this movie to your children. Like, it's a really cute movie and it's, you know, it's fun. It's real fun. And our kids, they need fun stuff to watch nowadays because I feel like it's just being taken over by things that are just not childlike anymore. You know what I'm saying? So we got to keep that childlike spirit even you know tend to your inner child ain't nothing wrong with that like there's really nothing 
wrong with that at all. But also, I do want to say, please, if you're not already, follow me on social. Catch These Vibes Pod on IG and Catch These Vibes Pod on TikTok. Shout out to TikTok because y'all have been showing love and I see that some people have discovered the podcast from there. If you have, please shoot me a DM, send me a message and let me know how you're feeling the podcast. If you have any 90s recommendations, let me know and I will added into the schedule and yeah I'm I, I really enjoy doing the 90s I, I love it I love it and I enjoy it so much people have asked for me to do the 2000s so that is definitely something that I am considering it's just I keep there's just movies from the 90s that I keep like adding to the list so I'm just like you know oh my goodness I don't know but Next week, we're going to be getting into the movie Double Jeopardy. I love this movie. I don't know. It, there's just some movies where you're like, man, why do I love watching this so much? But I'm just I'm just one of those people where I will watch something. If I love it, I'm going to watch it, you know, a lot over and over. And it's just going to be like in, in constant rotation. For me and double jeopardy is definitely one of those i love ashley judd i love her in this movie and kiss the girls which i i've done kiss the girls before which stars morgan freeman but this one double jeopardy is a really great movie it's so good so if you haven't watched it check it out if you want to watch it before the episode or wait till the episode and you know listen to me talk about it But yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I really do hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless and vibe out.